Waco Real Estate Today with Nathan Embry. Sponsored by Kelly Realtors. I'm sitting here with Bobby Horner with the City of Waco, the Public Information Specialist. Bobby, we're going to do another Horner's Corner. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, hit me with it. All right. Well, very good. Well, I got a few little cool projects to talk to you about. One of the one of the projects that's in review right now is uh, called, and that is really cool, Insomnia Cookies. Insomnia <laughs> Cookies. That just has to be good. So anyway, I was curious about it. And so I looked it up just to see what the history was. And it's actually been around since 2003. There's over 200 places around the United States that they have have this. And as the name suggests, I guess if you're up really late and have a hankering for some cookies, this is the place to go. And oddly, I'll say oddly enough, it was founded at the University of Pennsylvania in a dorm room by a student. I'm wondering what's in those cookies. (laughs) Well, hey, I did some other looking at this, and you know how you can go to uh, like a Mexican food restaurant, and you'll get your chips and queso and dip and stuff like that? Yeah. They actually have, like I saw a picture, chocolate, little mini chocolate chip cookies, and you can get some dipping icing. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Man, That's new. Do that, right? with, do that with coffee, and you should be set for a few oh hours. <laughs> So, anyway, what, so what have they done? Have they filed for a permit somewhere? Yeah, or? they're 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 going through our review process. I think it's going to be over on Spate somewhere, if I remember correctly. And Spate is over there by Baylor. Yeah, that that area. So it ought to fit in real well over there with the college students. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, insomnia cookies. So be watching for that. Okay. Uh, driving up here this morning, I didn't realize I was going to run into all the road construction. But of course, you got the fence up around the Magnolia Hotel. They're getting going with that and the. Uh, Hotel, uh, well, Hotel 1928 specifically, and then just a few blocks from here, the Magnolia office. So uh, those are no secret, but those plans are finally going through, getting back going again. And uh, so there's going to be a lot of activity downtown. Is that Chip and Joanna's Hotel 1928, or was yes. that a different hotel? No, that was that's what they're going to call it. That's their name of it? Yeah, they can't, as I understand it, they can't call it Magnolia Hotel because there's already a Magnolia brand up in oh. the Dallas area. So they, that name's taken, so... 1928 is when the building was built. Okay. So I think that's a pretty cool. <clears throat> and deal. it's going to be downtown Waco, yeah. um, where we are now in Washington. Yeah, 7th and Washington. 7th yeah. and Washington on the yeah. corner. And the fences are up, which means what? Which means that's, those are construction fences. So that means activity is about to start in mm. earnest. And uh, I think that they've got the building across the street, too. So it's all going to be kind of tied together with parking and probably. Uh, uh, ancil- ancillary, if that's the right word to use for the hotel, you know, just, you know, storage and things like that for the hotel. Have you seen their plans? Uh, only preliminary a long time ago, but it's supposed to be, I think, 38 boutique hotels, uh, boutique rooms, rooms. and their restaurant, rooftop lounge, and some, oh. uh, they're going to have a big uh, ballroom that people can, can rent out. So it's going to be really nice. Nice. It's going to be really Once nice. Once the fence is up, like now, yeah. Do you have an estimate of when, how long does that usually take? Well, I think they're shooting for sometime first part of next year, if everything, if, if COVID doesn't come back and stop us again. Mm. 
if they can just get going with it sometime the early part of next year. So right around 12 months, maybe. Yeah. So, and probably something similar for the, for their corporate office, you know, sometime next year. Yeah. That's a bigger building. They've got two projects, big yeah, projects going on right. at the same time. Bring a lot of people downtown. That's right. And that office is also downtown. Yeah. Uh, on Franklin, which ninth, is what? About two, ninth and Franklin. Yep. Two streets away. Yep. That's right. Ninth and Frank, goodness, great. That's so, great. That's that's a good deal. Okay. Uh, another one. Um, everybody knows about Union Hall over here on Franklin, mm-hmm. uh, which well, is what about Eighth and Franklin. Okay. Union Hall, which is a indoor food court, but this is not your uh, national chains. This is all local fare, so that's what makes it so so cool. You know. Okay. If you've got a big group, kids that don't know what they want, everybody wants something different, this is the place it's to great, go. great, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And so we've got a, the second one, Union Grove, that's going out on Highway 84, Woodway Drive. Mm-hmm. Bigger building. Uh, and I think the same developers uh, are, are doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume, I don't know all the restaurants going in here because it's a bigger building, but I'm assuming probably some of the same ones at Union Hall will open a second location out there. But I'm excited because I live out that direction, yeah. so it's going to be cool to, to have yeah. that. So 84 on the way to McGregor, going what southwest of yeah, town a little bit. Yeah, it's about it. Uh, tr- used to be, I think, the Tri Supply Building, mm-hmm. and so right in there, uh, I think Central National Bank's just right mm-hmm. up the up the access road from them. So it's going to be a good location. So that's going to be be a really. Do you know where they are in the in that process? They're just it's just in review. Okay, uh, and I think. A lot of times on buildings like this, and they did the same thing with Union Hall, they will get an, a, a permit for just what we call a shell building right now. And that's just basically your exterior walls. Probably they'll start putting in some of the uh, early AC units, uh, setting them on the roof, uh, some of the basic underground plumbing. or, or ha- they'll do what's, On some of that, they'll do what's called leave-outs in the floor. And it means when they don't know specifically where some of the plumbing items are going to go, like sinks or whatever, they will leave a open space in the ground. Like a big rectangle square open. Yeah, it's, it could be there. different sizes. And then whenever the plans for a space come in, whatever that is, then they'll come in and put the plumbing in. That's called a leave out. Yeah, a leave out in I've the floor. I've seen that. Yeah, and so this is, I think, is mainly just a shell permit right now just to kind of get the exterior and Exterior walls, roof, ceiling fixed up, new roof, that kind of thing. Cool. So, and that's that's typical for a lot of your shell shell building permits. So uh, that's going to be exciting. Uh, uh, one of the things that's coming up, we've talked about this before. A main event's got their open house April first. April first. Ribbon cutting. So I got a sneak peek the other day, and I tell you what, I, t- <laughs> I told some people. The other day, that's going to cost me a lot of money with my almost, I've got my 11th grandchild that's going to be here about that same time. So uh, that's going to be an expensive but fun place for my wife and I to go and take them. What are they going to have in main event? Well, it's a, it's just a multi, uh, uh, you know, if you've been out to Tilt Studios, it's that same concept where you've got all these different games and, you know, bowling, laser tag, all that. It's just bigger. So it's a big entertainment venue. Yes, it is an entertainment venue. That's right. They're going to have friendly. a zip line. They're going to have kind of a ropes course. They've got a double decker. Uh, uh, oh, what was the? I just said it a minute ago. I'm going to total blank here. 
Uh, Double decker. Well, it's the laser tag. Laser, oh, laser tag. I'm sorry. Oh, went, the arena. Okay. Yeah. So, and then they've got a restaurant in there. They got a pizza place. You can have parties in there. Rent out oh. space. It's really, really a neat deal. Where's that going to be? It's out there where Top Golf and yeah. Cinemarks, all of that whole area, is just exploding with Goodness. development. So with entertainments all together, so yeah, all working it is. together. Yeah, and Willie's uh, restaurant. There's a Willie's restaurant. It's kind of a, I think a bar and grill place. It's going in in one of the pad sites out there. So okay. anyway, that's uh What's that Willie's selling. Do what? What's Willie selling? Well, I think it's kind of a bar and grill, probably, you know, your hamburgers and chicken fried steak, I'm guessing. Okay. Just, you know, uh, so uh, should be extremely popular out there in that area. Uh, one of the, I thought it was really neat, I was reading in the paper this morning about, the, and it's not nothing new, but the diversified building over there on Webster. Uh, looks like they're, the owners are going to be looking at uh, redeveloping that uh, more uh, right down from the silos and, so uh, that's going to be good. Webster's now pretty much completed all of the work that the city was doing. The paving is back in. It's you can assess. It's accessible now. Oh, nice. So uh, I think it's going to be. A, sounds like it's going to be a mixed use development. You know, restaurant, shopping, that kind of thing. Cool. So that's going to be a, a really cool deal. Do you know where they are in that process? As I think the owners are just in the very early, early. I don't even think anything's been submitted yet. Okay. It's just oh, I'm wow. just going by something that. So they the, got a ways to go. Uh, yeah, they got they got some ways to go. I look forward to your updates on that oh, one. Oh yeah, that's going to be fun to see what they end up putting in there. Uh, one of the questions that I get too, going back to some of the out in our industrial district, you know, you know, when's Amazon opening? All that. Well, we're still, as far as I know, they are still waiting on some. Uh, some of the internal equipment, the building basically is finished. It has been finished. Uh, it's just they've got some robotics and some of that stuff with the, <laughs> the computer chip stuff that affects cars and all that. I think their robotics and some of their conveying systems, they're waiting on some of that equipment. And with the backlog of, of that people are dealing with, uh, getting things shipped in, uh, backlog of work, back order, uh, Amazon is not immune to that either. And as big as they are, so God, they spent all that money on that building and everything, yeah. and it's just sitting there. Yeah. So uh, I guess they're getting everything else set up. They're just trying to get the last few pieces in. So I really can't tell you specifically. Hopefully, it'll be soon. Uh, if you see a lot of trucks lining up out there, you know it's a good sign they're mm-hmm. open. So yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot of people are waiting to see how that plays out. But I'm, I think we got it all. It went through the process. I think it's all uh, worked out. Uh, and one other thing, the, uh, uh, talking about industry out at, um, out in our industrial district, you know, we, we've talked about the, all the German companies that are in particular that are coming to Waco. If you've been down, uh, Texas central, you've probably seen Uzine Oots, their tower that they're getting put up. That's going to be part of their, uh, mixing tower. A lot of that's going to be automated, where they mix in the uh, the different uh, aggregates and all for some of this floor leveling uh, products that they're going to be producing. Uh, once that's up and running, they are going to their training. They're, they're going to offer all the guys, the contractors that go up to uh, Dover, Delaware, to their other plant here in the United States. They're going to bring that to Waco. So all the training is going to go here in Waco. 
So um, uh, it, it's, it was kind of funny the other day at our Thousand Friends meeting, if you remember, Jennifer said, kind of laughed about it and said, you know, it's, um, it's kind of like a, somebody seeing your neighbor do something. You say, hey, I like that. I want to do something like that too. Well, Germany's doing that well because right next to Uzine Oots is Zinc Power, and they're together in Germany, I understand, too. Mm. So there's several German companies that are coming to here in the McGregor area. Uh, so it's really cool. Our chamber has really done a good job of that of having that pipeline with uh, communicating with Germany, and they like what they see here, so they're coming. So everyone's coming from California and Germany. That's the Germany, yeah, Mexico. You know, uh, Invasis is coming up first time. They're they're doing the aluminum cans. Okay, so, that canning. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's uh, they like what they're seeing in Waco, and um, and uh, it's it's really good. Can you just, and we'll wrap this up right after this one, but can you touch on, do you see it slowing down or what, what do you see in the pipeline? Uh, there's some interest, there's some concern about uh, rising interest rates that we're hearing about, but what do you, what is that going to do with the pipeline or what do you see in six to 12 months for this area and expansions and people moving here in Germany? Sending I, companies? I see it still going up. I really don't. I've told people this. I really don't see an end in sight at least for now. I mean, at some point it could, but I just, I don't see it, you know, because it's, it, it's kind of like a snowball effect. You Once people start that ball rolling and they see it's successful, people keep jumping on board with it and more businesses come in. And as I've said before, you know, our food truck, our food truck showdown that's happening this weekend. So many of our restaurants started out in food trucks and now they've got sit down restaurants and, um, Speaking of that, I just want to I want to throw this in. He didn't ask me to do this, but uh, one of the restaurants that, that started out this way is uh, Guest Family Barbecue, and uh, Gene Venikoff is one of the owners, and uh, he is from Ukraine, and he and his dad, well, his dad, his mom, his sister, and grandmother are still over in Ukraine dealing with all the the warring going over there. So he's got a major concern and he's, he's got a, a, a GoFundMe page. He's trying to raise some money for like a kitchen to help provide food and, and for refugees that are stuck or, you know, all the stuff we've been reading about. So uh, if you get a chance, if, if barbecue is, is something you like, that might be a good place to mm-hmm. get some good food, but also to help out a very worthy cause. So guest anyway. family barbecue guest on family. Franklin. Yeah. About 28th in Franklin. Thank you for doing that, Bobby. Any other thoughts? That's it for now. What an excellent installation of Horner's Corner. Thanks so much. You bet. Thank you. All right. I'm still sitting here with Bobby Horner, the public information specialist with the city of Waco. Bobby, you're kind enough and gracious enough to agree to stick around and talk about another important topic. Thanks so much for being here. You bet. I want to talk to you today about a renovation process. What's that like with the city of Waco? Because if you want water and you want sewer, you have to ask permission first. Mm from the city, if it's in the city limits and that's in any city, right? Right. City Mm -hmm. of Waco is going to be slightly different than city of Robinson or city of Hewitt or whatever. Yes. And so, and this is important because a real conversation I had last week with a client is 
they're frustrated with the permit process. And they said, well, why do I need them anyway? What if I just have my people go build mm -hmm. and um, just send his workers out there? So uh, so this was important to understand that this is needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think my answer to him was, well, if you want city water or city sewer, yeah, that, probably, that's part of it. That's yeah, probably that's part right. of it. But right. it, it also has some safety factors. Yes, and, it is. And, and it maybe is. you can tell us why we do this. Right. But um, but this is important, especially for me right now, um, in the paper in the Waco Trib, which is our local newspaper here this week, they did a story on a building I helped secure for a client of mine on Austin Avenue. Mm -hmm. Austin Avenue is our main street downtown. It dead ends into City Hall. It's where a lot of shops and restaurants and bars and museums are. It's a great street to be on. This building that I helped that I helped them buy was built in 1916. It's an old historic. I'm biased, but I think it's one of the coolest buildings yes. in town. It is. Uh, yeah. You'll see my signs up on the window soon that people walking downtown will know that this building's available. But what we have in store, it's a two-story building. It's about a eleven thousand square feet. Um, and but it's just old and outdated, mm -hmm. and we have to redo it. We have to gut it. We have to tear it down to everything, tear everything out and uh, start over. And so I want to talk to you about what that process is going to look like and, and educate these people listening on what they should expect. So we've purchased the property now. Um, what do we do? Okay. Well, first of all, kudos to you for preserving these old buildings because uh, a lot of my uh, professional experience in the past is in architecture, working for architects. So see these old buildings preserved is, is really fantastic. But yeah, there are several guidelines if you have a commercial building, and that's very apropos to what's happening in Waco now, uh, particularly downtown. Uh, downtown is a, one of the things that we check, whether you're building a new building or doing like you're doing a commercial building, is what's the zoning? Uh, the zoning will dictate... now. Yours is like a C4 zone. Yours is downtown, commercial zone. Uh, the uh, What we have to look at on any kind of zoning is, one, whatever kind of business you want to put in this building, is it allowed? Now, how do you know what's allowed and what's not? Well, on our city website under planning, you can go into some of the zoning categories, and it will list like C4 zone, and it'll give you a list of all the different kinds of, of businesses, commercial businesses that are allowed. Now, just in a, as a general statement, the city of Waco as a whole is divided up into different types of zones, different kinds of commercial zones, uh, different kinds of office zones, residential zones, and the problem that sometimes people run into is they want to put a business in a certain area, but the zoning is not right. Well, yours is not, uh, you know, yours is going to be a, I think, a mixed-use type facility, what you're kind of looking at. Uh, yes, to answer your original statement, it is a, a lot of safety issues on uh, existing buildings. When you start renovating an existing building, the state gets involved. You have to look at the asbestos in the building. And many older buildings back during that time have asbestos insulation on the pipings. It could be in the floor mastic. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different things. And to get a permit, you have to show us that you've had a company come in to test it. Now, the city of Waco does not get involved with asbestos abatement. We just have to know that uh, you have had a company come in and look at it. And the thing is, if the state finds you working without that, it can be very expensive fine. 
So yes, there is an asbestos element to get a building checked into. So, okay. so let me let me ahead. let me clarify. So step number one is you should probably do this before you buy the property. Yes, is exactly is check the zoning. Yes. And that's free, and it's public information. Yes. It's on the City of Waco website. Yeah. Or you can call us, and we can... And they'll we, just tell yeah. you. Right. Okay, so that's step number one, is to make sure you can do what you want to do in that building. Right. Cool. And so if you're going to purchase it, and you're going to renovate it, you have to get what's called an asbestos survey. That's that's part of the permitting process. Part of the permitting. With the plans, the plans that, that uh, you do. Now, generally speaking of that, if it's over... And this is state uh, licensing laws for architects and engineering. If it's over 5,000 square feet, you're going to have to get an engineer involved, like plumbing and stuff like that. That's, that's a state uh, engineering law. And uh, certain levels, you have to get architects involved as well, which normally that's, that's done. That's not even an issue. Uh, but, uh, that's, that's part of the process. Now, other things you have to run into, you got an historic building. If you try to get historic tax credits, you know, that's a whole nother process and you can get local designation, state designation or national designation. So, uh, those are, these are just some things okay. that, that I want to talk. Yeah. Let me back you up. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on the asbestos survey. Okay. What if, what if you have an asbestos survey, is it any renovations, or when is it? Is that triggered at some point? If you come in now, if you come up and just paint, yeah, that's not going to trigger something. Okay. Generally, people are going to remodel something. They may have to bring the restrooms up to code, uh, and that's a whole other topic. Uh, and they have to get in, start tearing into the walls, tearing into the floors, pulling up tile. Then you got to get it tested first. Okay. So it's fair to say that if you're doing any kind of renovations and you need a permit, right? the city is most likely going to ask you for an asbestos survey? Yes, yes. For a commercial building. For a commercial building. Okay. That's not residential. Uh, that's commercial buildings. What if, how, what if you have, what if the seller who sold you the building has an asbestos survey from 2004? Does that uh, work or do you have to go get a possibly, new Possibly. Kind of a related question of that. Somebody said, well, this building, they hadn't put best asbestos and stuff since the mid-'80s or earlier, and I built this last year. The state still looks at it. You know, there are some products that still have asbestos in them. So you have to, even if it was built last year. Now, if somebody has an existing survey and nothing's been done to the building, you know, you can talk to us about that. That might be acceptable, but... Is it kind of subjective? So, for example, let's say I have a building that was built five years ago. And I built, at the time, I built one toilet in there. And now I want to go saw cut the concrete, add a drain, and put another toilet in there. Do I have to have an asbestos survey? In that area. Not the whole building, just in the area that's being affected. Okay. So, so just the bathroom is yeah, what you If mean. that's the only area you're doing work in... Generally, that's the only thing the state is interested in. And so in, in the, if they don't have that asbestos survey for that bathroom in this scenario, the city won't grant a permit. Yeah, they'll have to go get a get a company to test it in that area. Okay, cool. Thanks for that. And you then got, so you, you, touched, you touched on historic preservation. Or, yeah, so this hit, building that we were talking about on Austin Avenue, built in 1916, what do I have to look forward to on the historic? Well, if... Sometimes people will do this, uh, like the old Waco High building that closed in 1970. You know, that developer, it's a change of occupancy for one. Uh, 
but uh, they were going after tax credits. And so there's a list of rules that I don't get involved with on, you know, if you want to get tax credits or get a historical designation, you've got to meet the historical. And sometimes that usually trumps the city stuff as far as what you can or can't do. So that is one of those questions. We do have a, a group of folks at the city that can help you, walk you through that. If it is definitely, and being something in 1916, uh, you know, the Alaco building was 1910. So just in that same era of time. So uh, I would check into that. Uh, and uh, that might offer people some, uh, again, some tax credits, some things that you can look into. The other thing, too, as you, I'm sure you're very much aware of, is our PID downtown, public, uh, public uh, improvement. improvement district, uh, where there might be some monies available or facade improvements and things like that. So always try, when I was doing plan review, always tried to point people in the right direction. You know, at least check this out. There might be some help there or maybe sidewalk work. Uh, they can walk you through that. Okay. So we started with zoning where we've got an asbestos survey. We've checked into historic preservation credits of some sort. What's next? Uh in some cases, uh, I would suggest talking to our plan review group, particularly on big major renovations like what you're talking about. Now, generally, if somebody does a brand-new commercial building, they will come through our plan review committee, which meets every week on Wednesday afternoon. And it is all the different departments that are involved with the project are there, so the owner, developer, design professional can ask questions uh, generally on site development is what that group looks at, uh, although building is part of it. But on your case, uh, you know, you've got a major innovation. Uh, you've got some mixed-use developments. You know, uh, you can discuss, I mean, even things like refuse service. Where's the trash truck? Where, where's your dumpster going to go? Little things like that can turn into big things, you know. Mm. So that group talks about things and if you've got like a major yours is office building now but you're going into a mixed use some of it may be offices some of it may be retail who knows but that group is there to help walk you through uh the process when do you go to that plan review meeting after you have plans uh before you before you have plans if we've had people come in with a a concept that just start asking questions because what we tell people, we try to help you with big ticket items before you spend all this money on plans. Maybe it's an approved project, but like you were talking about earlier, where is the sewer? Where is the water? Am I going to have to move the sewer or water? Uh, does the city do that? Am I ex at the expense of doing that? Uh, as my building, and a lot of times these older buildings are sitting right on top of sewer lines, which can pose issues. So that is a good time to go talk before you say, okay, here's my finished plans. What well, we got a sewer line under oh your my building. Goodness. Yeah. So that we're there to help before you get to that point. Do you see people like me come into those meetings before they even buy purchase the property? Like let's say they're in a feasibility period, which means they have it under contract and they're doing their homework before they spend all the money to close. They can't. I mean, that? it's an open meeting. People can come to it. What we would, we would prefer they come to us like that instead of going and buying. And this has happened to me before I've talked to a lady. She bought some property. This was several years ago, wanted to do a certain type of project. And then when she got to it, she said, well, I'm sorry, it's not zoned correctly. You can't do that. Oof. 
And so they're stuck. <clears throat> You're, they spend and all the money. They have yeah, the property, and they can't do it. They can't do it. what they want to do with it. So that is where you need to call us and talk to our folks in our planning department. They can tell you what the zone is. They can tell you if you want to apply for a zone change. Do they think it would, uh, you know, that's something that goes up. You get your neighbors to get input, and then it goes to the council, uh, and they can give you a feel if that's a good zone change or not. So Okay. So plan review meeting, then what? Uh, once, uh, some of the questions that, that, that come out, let's say you had a building and you want to add on to it. Uh, and I've had this question come up just recently, a commercial building existing and the owner wanted to add like say 800 square foot storage to the back part of his building. And originally he asked about metal storage containers and that's a whole nother discussion, but you have to check and one and see if your property has the space to do that. Two, are you going to take up existing parking that's part of that building, and now you're short parking area? So um, the plan. This again, this is a good thing for the plan review group. But uh, once you get all that worked out, then you can get your plans completed, submitted, and they'll review it. Okay. So you, you touched on two things. You said look at your property, see so if you have enough space. Someone who doesn't know about setbacks would say, well, I see my building and I see my property line. That's enough property. But you're saying there's more to it than there's that. There's more to it. There's setbacks, there's building setbacks. setbacks, and that's dictated by the zoning you're in. Two, there could be some utility easements there. I know of one project, brand new building, just a few short years ago, they built their sign, their monumental sign, in a utility easement. They had to go tear it down. Oh, no. And so that just something that needs to that slips by sometimes. You you try to catch that. Uh, the design professionals should catch that. I've had them even put these little metal storage, you know, carports straddling an easement. Had one part of it was in a drainage easement, and part of it was on their property. So those are the kind of things I always tell people. You know, if you got a preliminary site plan that shows your building, maybe you can sketch in what you want to do and stop. And then call us and ask us, this is what I'm thinking. Can I do it? So okay. it, as soon as you can talk to us, the better. Let okay. me put it that way. Cool. So where would we leave off and what's next? Uh, we were talking about the setbacks, oh, easements. Yeah, setbacks. Uh, and just real are, quick, you said if you're expanding a building is where uh, – and then you said it cuts into your parking lot. The reason that's important is because not because you might just lose a parking spot, but you're saying that the city has rules of required yes. parking spots. Yeah. And so if you build extra space, you might look at your property and say, I have extra space here. I'll build whatever I want. But you're saying if you reduce your parking spots, right. you're going to cause problems. You're going right. to, if you lose, if you're below the threshold or you break the rules with the city of parking requirements, you could be in trouble. Right. For Real quickly on that. If you're doing a office facility, it's one space for every 300 square feet. If you're doing a retail facility, it's one space for every 200 square feet. And if it's a restaurant, it's more most restrictive. It's one space for every 100 square feet. Got to pack those people in there. So it really becomes critical on mixed-use buildings because retail has one rate. If you drop in a couple of restaurants, you may eat up your parking with just a restaurant. So it has to be all planned out. Uh, properly. So yes, that is one thing that we, we help you with. Okay. Uh, real quickly, I know our time's getting, getting real short. Um, so, uh, 
if you have a change of occupancy like yours is, that's going to affect your restrooms. That's going to affect the exiting. It could mean you have to add a sprinkler system to the building. So this is why it's so important to know up front before you start investing in property or buildings to know what you may be up against. Uh, and I, not that those are bad things. It's just an expense that you need to uh, What take does in. change of occupancy mean? Uh, for example, your building was an office occupancy. It may go to a retail. Part of it may go to a retail use. Some of it may go to residential occupancy. That gets into fire separations, sprinkler systems. It's all a safety deal for one. Is there a list on the city website of the different occupancies? Yes. And yeah. If you go, if you can go to zoning, of course, our building codes have all that outlined in it, and you can talk to one of our plan review guys, and they can help you with that. Uh, but zoning in and of itself, you can check on our our website, and uh, and then. Uh, you know, that, that should help you. I want to give, real quick, I want to leave my phone number here uh, at the city. If people have specific questions, call me and I and tell me your question. I may know the answer off the top of my head, or I can send you to who needs that number. Mine is 254-750-5616. That's my office number. And I always tell people, if I don't answer, leave a message. I will get back with you. So, cool. Uh, Anyway, and then um, all this, the plan review and the, the people that can help, they're at where at City Hall? It, they're over here at uh, May Jackson Development Center. Okay. Uh, which is downtown. We, which is, yeah, 4th and Franklin. 4th and do Franklin. Do you need an appointment or do you just walk in? Or? No, you need an appointment. And we've been doing our meetings by Zoom, and that has worked pretty well, actually. Uh, we can pull up plans, preliminary plans on our screen, and everybody can see it. Everybody can ask questions. Uh, so, and we go cool. around the room and, and let everybody speak to what they need to, you know, whatever questions they have. Great. Any final thoughts? Uh, I'm sure there is. I'll probably think of a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, one question that we may have to come back and talk about later is what happens if you need to keep your business operating while remodeling is going on. That is particularly critical if you want, you know, talk to us ahead of time Look, I've got this business. They cannot close their doors, but we need this remodeled. Make sure that we can get with our building official and our supervisors, our inspectors to know, okay, the plan, this is phase one. When this is done, we're going to switch. This is phase two, but i got to have my doors open the whole time. Yeah. So we can walk you through that, and the plans need to reflect that. But that is just, that's a very common thing that we run into, and it, we would love to talk to people ahead of time so we can kind of map out what we need to do on our side because if our inspectors go over there and they see work going on that's not permitted they're going to be forced to stop the work Uh until they get updated plans great information and i think we're going to have you back and we're going to talk about next time you come and we're going to talk about what it's like to build a new house and the the planning process for that and what it takes to have a place in the ground to live in the city of waco that That's right, good to you? and maybe kind of related, you know, what about the Airbnb thing? Oh, That's yeah, really Airbnb. So, yeah, we can come back and talk about that. Great. Excellent job. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you. All right. You can find me on social media if you search for Nathan Embry, CCIM. My website, where you can see my listings, is kellyrealtorscommercial.com. Waco Real Estate Today is produced by Rogue Media Network. You can find more of their podcasts at roguemedianetwork.com.
This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs>